college can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Huddle Up! Podcast presented as always by Mile High Huddle, and I am one half of your football priest, your co-host, Chad Jensen, with me, my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, there's a lot to get to in terms of, you know, exercising our own demons in terms of the sale of the team. We haven't had a chance to, like, officially wrap our brains around that along with our audience. But before we get to that, Melvin Gordon is actually going to show up for work. Yo, what's, what's going on here? Well, I guess he cares about his bank account because he said, hell yeah. He, he talked to Mike Kliss and said, hell yeah, quoting word for word, I'm not getting fined, so I'll be there. So that's the only reason, folks. If it, if it wasn't mandatory next week, the three-day minicamp the Broncos have from Monday to Wednesday, it, he wouldn't be there either. He doesn't believe in voluntary practice. He doesn't believe on giving any more than he has to. He doesn't work for free, Melvin Gordon. And uh, you think he would, being on a one-year prove-it deal, $2.5 million, another one and a half available via incentives. You think he'd be there to maybe stave off Javante Williams to work alongside his former college teammate, Russell Wilson, to earn the trust of the new coaching staff to get down the new playbook of Nathaniel Hackett. But say la vie, he has not been there. He says he will be there. I guess... We'll I guess see. I guess everything's okay. Uh, shout out to a few of the early birds jumping into the stream before we even went live, like Diamond Rattler. Shout out to Dale Fleming. Appreciate you, buddy. Much love. I hope you understand. Everyone's uh, got you in our thoughts and yeah. prayers. And if there's anything we can do, you let us know, my friend. Thanks for being in the in the chat tonight. Um, we've also got to got to say what's up to uh, Jay. Jeff is in the house. Uh, Yeah, I'm just kind of reading some of the conversation that was taking place before we went live. Jeff, with an early super chat, we do appreciate that, my friend. He says, any idea when the league will vote on ownership? So what he's getting at is, as you guys know, I mean, Zach and I haven't been on uh, the mic since Monday. A lot has happened since then, and the Mile High Huddle podcast have done a great job covering that and breaking it down for everybody. But we haven't had a chance to really kind of give you our thoughts on it. But where things stand is the deal is done. The $4.65 billion deal is uh, all but consummated. It has to go to a vote to the fellow NFL owners is what is being asked about here. Timeline-wise, uh, I don't think it's going to be any more than maybe within about two weeks, I think, Zach, that it'll like be official in the can. Now, how long it takes, oh, it does that every time. As soon as I click off, I get the ad. Um Every I don't even know what that ad was, but Sports Illustrated sold it, so it must be pretty dang good. I don't know. Uh, but here's back on point here with regard to the sale of the team. It's perfunctory. He wouldn't have gone through the funnel, Zach, if there weren't some sort of assurances from the other owners that, yeah, this is the guy, except this one. We like this guy. Now, I'm sure he had the highest offer, but what owner in this league would not want a fellow owner, Zach, with a net worth uh, whatever it is, it's, it's 70, $80 billion. He's the 19th richest man in the world. So it's all perfunctory. It's all matter of course. It's going to get handled in due time. It won't be too long. There's 32 NFL owners, including the Broncos, and it's it's the ultimate click. It's the ultimate old boys club. 
but you better believe they want Rob Walton and his many billions of dollars with AB alongside working with them. So that's going to get approved. They have some formalities to work through, some legalese to work through. Um, the timeline is should be similar to what the Panthers went through when David Tepper purchased them for uh, half of the cost, by the way, in 2018. It was about four weeks from agreement to actual official ownership. So maybe I would say by training camp, for sure, at the start of that in late July, it should be Rob Walton's Broncos team signed, sealed, and delivered, and the Broncos finally have Pat Bowen's successors, plural, because it's not just Rob Walton. It's his uh, it's his daughter, Carrie, and uh, his son-in-law, What's his Greg? Greg, Greg that's right. Penner. Greg, Greg Penner. So, and that's who's supposedly going to be kind of handed the baton on the day-to-day grind, running things. Are the Penners? Greg is specifically kind of being the the point guy. So, it it'd be like, for example, well, let me put a pin in that and grab Michaela, who jumped in early with a super chat. We love you. We Thank appreciate you, you. You are the bomb. We're going to do a super chat update. Give everybody a, a idea of where things stand for the current uh, month here in June plus. We have to announce the winner of the raffle for last month. We'll get to that tonight here in just a few. But Michaela, we love you. She says, <clears throat> thoughts on Walton being the new owner. MHH rocks forever. Seriously, we appreciate that. Zach, before we get to the meat and potatoes, just love Michaela. The best. It's it's literally blows us away every time. Thank you, Michaela. Indeed. Um yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll we'll get to you, Casey. Hang tight one second. But the thing about the thing about uh Rob Walton, and it's going to be Greg Penner running things, basically. So it'd be like Pat Bowen, if before Pat had to step away because of Alzheimer's, you know, he tapped Brittany to come run things, basically, day-to-day grind stuff. Now, Bowen was never the type to do that. I mean, he brought in football people that knew more than he did to run things. Of course, he hired around his weaknesses. He didn't come into the NFL as a football expert. You know, that's why he uh, hired the people that he did. But it would be like that. How do you feel about that, Zach? Now, it's an ownership group, right? There's going to be different stakes, different levels of percentages people in this group own. Walton himself, the Penners. How do you feel about it not necessarily being Rob Walton who's handling day-to-day? Even though when we talk about day-to-day, last thing, George Payton's running the day-to-day football stuff. Now, on the business side, it'll be interesting to see what they do there because Joe Ellis is fading out into that good night. Well, the first thing is that I I put this out on Twitter. The Broncos are so fortunate because the sale took place. The transition took place when there's already competent football people in the building. I'm not just talking about George Payton, but also Nathaniel Hackett. Imagine if this took over uh, during Elway's final year with Vic Fangio at the helm. It wouldn't be so seamless. But there's also a fourth to the group. That's Melody Hobson, who's the co-chair of J.P. Morgan or whatever, and uh, and Starbucks. She's on the board there. She's a very influential person, also a good person with great business acumen. She's also part of the ownership group. But the comment that we're going to address in a second, I think, says it best. Daddy Walmart. That's Rob Walton, and it's going to be Daddy's team, which is Rob. And it might be weird to say, but it all goes through him. And he's smart because he's 77 years old, Chad. He realizes time is not necessarily on his side for all his money. He wants younger people to take over and keep the family in the business. Keep the family. Keep the business in the family. Excuse me. Yes. yes. And he's doing that with his daughter and his son-in-law. So I think it's actually pretty smart. Casey Nickel, you're a prince. Really appreciate that super chat support, my friend. Helping to keep the lights on. We need it. We really do, especially this time of year. So appreciate that, Case. Uh, And also let us know when you get the jersey. He had to wait because the size we were looking for back when he won a jersey a couple months ago, it just wasn't there. And then finally we were able to get it done in a slightly different way, I guess, the way it worked out, right, Casey? But jersey's on its way, so let us know when you get that. He says, my brothers, Daddy Walmart needs to hook us up with a mini golf course for the new stadium. I'm thinking a an MHH suite, the Woiks. Also, Melvin Gordon can pound sand. We run through Williams, 12 and 5 playoffs, and then the Super Bowl. Love that, Casey. I was asked that, did a radio hit with Sirius XM, one of their fantasy shows, and they're like, who's going to be the number one? Because from the outside looking in, it just seems like, isn't it, this is going to be Javante Williams' year, right? I'm like, well, I'd like to believe that that's the, the truth, but I got to tell you, I'm not certain. I think Javante Williams is going to edge him out in terms of a modest lion's share of the touches, Zach, but I'm not convinced that 
he's going to be like the bell cow. They brought Melvin Gordon back for a reason. He's his prowess in the, in the wide zone. Like I think out of the gates, Melvin Gordon, you know, like right now, if they had to go play a, a, a game tomorrow, the coaches might feel, even though he hasn't been there. So maybe I'm up in the night on this, but they might feel a little bit more confident about Melvin, you know, uh, hitting the right hole on the stretch plays and whatnot to the outside zone than Javante. Although I think too much gets made of, well, Javante's never really played in his own blocking scheme. I think he'll be fine. All right, first of all, Casey, when you go see a Broncos game in the near future, you're going to be able to have a mini golf course, buy a flat screen TV, have a dollar hot dog, and really enjoy your experience. But no, I mean, for all the Walmart cheapness criticism that Rob Walton gets, he sold his shares, Chad, in Walmart. He has nothing to do with them beyond the family name of Walton. So he's going to separate that from his Broncos ownership. In terms of Javante, Interestingly enough, the Broncos' own Twitter account put out a video today of Javante Williams catching a pass on a little arrow route in uh, OTA practice. So I posit this question once more. Now that Javante obviously can run the ball, he can pass protect, he can catch the ball, what use is Melvin Gordon if not only for depth? Do you need Melvin Gordon considering his prowess was supposed to be catching the football and yet Javante, I think, led him in receptions last season. So I hope he's the bell cow. He should be the bell cow. And I hope for Javante's sake that Melvin never hits those $1.5 million in incentives because it means that Javante held him off and he is the guy as he needs to be. Real quick, Zach, I just want, for fans who haven't heard this, Rob Walton did have a message for Broncos country uh, via a statement that was provided through the Denver Broncos PR department. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but a, a few salient points, which you did include in your article uh, quote, this is Rob Walton. We are thrilled to be selected to move forward with the purchase of the Denver Broncos. Carrie, Greg, and I are inspired by the opportunity to steward this great organization in a vibrant community full of opportunity and passionate fans. Having lived and worked in Colorado, We've always admired the Broncos. Our enthusiasm has only grown as we've learned more about the team, staff, and Broncos country. Huh? See? Over the last few months, we are excited to announce that Melody Hobson, co-CEO of Ariel Investments, has agreed to join our ownership group. Beyond her role at Ariel, Melody is an influential leader in corporate and civic organizations across the nation. Last thing, Melody currently serves as chair of the board of Starbucks and is also a director of J.P. Morgan Chase. So this is like establishment moneyed executive. We know she'll bring her strategic acumen and leadership perspective to our team. Close quote, Zach. So, you know, he, this dude's no dummy. He obviously made sure to throw out the little buzzwords that we're going to make Broncos fans, you know, signal to Broncos fans that, hey, I'm locked in. I, I know who you are. Here's who I am. You're going to get to know me. Let's go. So far, so good. Like, I haven't, to answer Michaela, this is a, a, you know, kind of a delayed gratification thing here. I have not changed off my initial read of Walton, which is resources out the wazoo. The one, and that's good for the Broncos. You're going to have, you're not going to be last to the dinner table. Uh, that's for sure, right? No one's going to be eaten out of your bowl. NFL shares uh, revenue, so it's not like, you know, MLB where Except that Washington apparently. Right. Right. But still you're, you're going to have the resources. The one little hitch in the giddy up that I didn't quite anticipate. I figured that there would be hires made Zach, especially on an executive level, maybe mostly on the business side, maybe on the football side um, that would kind of be, if I'm Rob Walton, my guys that I'm bringing in, Hey, I trust that George is doing the right thing. I mean, look, you got Russ. I trust that the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett was right going to leave that in place, but I'm going to bring in a couple of my guys type situation, people I handpicked and hired. I expected that to happen. I'm just not quite sure yet what to think of Greg Penner, although there's nothing on the surface anyway that really makes me doubt it. Did he luck out though? I mean, he married the daughter of a Walmart heir and now he's co-owning the Broncos. That's a very fortunate guy. I believe Hobson, though, if I read that correctly, is the wife of George Lucas of Star Wars fame. So no yes. kidding. Yes. So the Broncos have a lot of uh, name cachet in their little ownership group. 
But it, it can't hurt the Broncos having the richest owner far and away. I think he's worth combined like eight of the next uh, wealthiest owners in the NFL. It's going to help with stadium renovations, Russell Wilson's contract. It cannot hurt them financially having someone with uh, those deep of pockets like Rob Walton. By the way, 100% correct. Been married, has George Lucas, the brainchild of, of Star Wars, married to Melody Hobson since 2013. Let me find this real quick on his wiki. Lucas began dating Hobson uh, in 06. They announced their engagement in thir early 13, married in June of 13 at Lucas's Skywalker Ranch in Marin County, California. And they have one daughter together, born, Zach, get this, via gestational carrier. So she didn't carry, it's her child, it's her egg, and it's his business, whatever. I don't even want to say that on a, on a it says DNA. I'm going to just say that. Carried by a surrogate. Isn't that wild? And by the way, Phil, you demand, dude. Appreciate that. And yeah, Dale, much love and uh, prayers up for you. That's for sure, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Phil and uh, Dale. Anything, again, like Chad said earlier, anything we can do to help you through this time, uh, just know that we will do it. Reach out. Let us know how you're feeling. We thank you for being a part of the podcast. We hope that anything we say, anything we do for this hour can bring you some sort of comfort. So hope you're doing well, as well as can be. Thank you. That's right. And Dale, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to spill his business, but going through a loss right now. So we just need to kind of rally around him. He's one of our own. Look out for him, and that's what we're going to do. Sam Bam. Looking out for us. We appreciate that, big Thank dog. You, you is the man. He says, I'm excited to start this new era in Broncos country with a new owner, head coach, a young stud GM, and a new quarterback. Got to take off early, though. Going to go see Top Gun with the family. Go Broncos. My sons, they want to go see Top Gun, and they've never even like watched the original Top Gun. That might sound ridiculous as a movie buff, but every time I put it on, you know, they kind of like wander off, go play Xbox type thing. You know, they're not like that stoked on it, but everyone's talking about Top Gun Maverick. So, Dad, can we go see it? I'm like, yes, but only after we watch the original, then we'll go see the new one. So far, I haven't gotten any butts in seats yet to watch the original, so we'll see. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Everyone's pretty much raving, so uh, I'm going to have to check it out. I, I wasn't born yet when the original came out, but I have seen it, and I've heard this one is a, a worthy sequel. And there's not many of those nowadays. True. This is absolutely true. But isn't that crazy, dude? Albert Day, appreciate that, buddy. <clears throat> the idea of here is my DNA. Here's my wife's DNA. Here's a fertilized egg. Will you carry this for us? It's wild, dude. It's wild. Um, I'm not going to say exactly who, but I know someone that's quite close to me, actually, who did a similar thing, only they were married. One of them, well, the woman, she couldn't, they tried and tried and tried. She just couldn't get pregnant. So they did a, like a fertility thing where same thing. They went to a place, they picked out a woman's profile that like most closely resembled her. And then they fertilized outside, take the dad's thing, fertilize, and then put it inside his wife. And she actually carried twins all the way to term that way. But it was her husband's DNA. This is a woman that got paid. You got to believe, Zach, from the Lucases. Some dollar dollar bills. Mark Schrader, you are a prince. We love you, big dog. Some dollar dollar bills to carry a child to term that was not her DNA. It just it's wild to me. Or her husband's. Or, you know, I don't know. Boggles my mind a little bit. I'm kind of hungry now. All this talk about eggs. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'll let you take a sip of that, though, Chad. We got Nas chiming in 1999 Super. Thank you so, so much, Nas. She goes, hey, brothers, looking forward to seeing you, brothers, for the Niners game. A late game spells extra trouble for my liver and my vocabulary. Keep up the great work, brothers. Nas, cannot wait to see you there. Cannot wait to see all you there. Week three, Sunday night football, Broncos 49ers at Great value field at Mile High Stadium. Now, that's going to be a doozy we cannot wait for. Looking forward to seeing you there, Naj. Yeah, dude. We appreciate the confirmation, by the way, letting us know ahead of time. That's awesome. We'll look forward to that. Um, real quick, Lawrence says, what up, guys? Do you think Elway will keep his room at Mile High, or will Manning come in to replace him as part of the Walton group? Um, don't know yet. I think it's too early to say for sure, Zach. I haven't heard anything definitive on that front. Um all we know is that both guys have expressed an interest. Um, I don't know what kind of over to, to remain involved or to be involved. 
post sale of the team. I don't know at these early stages, though, Zach, what overtures have been made. Frankly, a guy like Walton might be like, hey, look, dude, your time came and passed. John, you did a great job, brought home the bacon for one more ring for Pat and all that. But the last six years been some dark days. Time, I, I think you, you know, let's put you out to pasture, bud. Hey, Peyton, you want to come in? Maybe neither, though. Maybe that's not what the Waltons are thinking at all in the Penners. Color me skeptical skeptical but i can't see elway's ego allowing him to answer to daddy walmart as rob walton will be known around dove valley so i don't think he would want to be a minority owner among a group and all of those people around him have more influence more money and more power and we know elway's ego will not allow him to be uh showed up by anyone so i think peyton manning's more plausible and it's funny because during his playing years, he owned the NFL. And in retirement, he might be part owner of the Broncos. So take that, Indianapolis. He's ours. This is interesting. I don't want to steal Thomas Hall's thunder because I know he's got a great show planned for everybody tomorrow morning on the Legends of Mile High podcast centered around this article. But it is kind of interesting since Sam Bam brought this up, how you got a new GM one year removed, new quarterback, new coach, and now a new owner. And you think that's a lot of new, you know, I don't know how that's going to work out for the Broncos. Well, go read Thomas's article on the precedent that exists for a new GM, new quarterback, head coach, and owner for your Denver Broncos. Turns out it's a positive harbinger. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a positive thing, or at least could be based on historical precedent. I'm, I'm liking it, dude, because I think the other three things are already handled. In other words, you got the right guy to be GM. I think you got the right guy to be head coach, especially once you got the quarterback. So now that you got all three of those components first, the owner, the guy that's writing the checks, you know, he kind of just turns is the last guy to walk out, turns off the lights, you know, like everyone else, the work's been done. So I'm feeling good about it. You know, what's wild when you think about it. One year ago today, June 9th of 2021, the Broncos were quarterbacked by Teddy Bridgewater slash Drew Locke coached by Vic Fangio and owned by a trust. It's crazy what one trip around the sun can do for an NFL franchise. And I have not felt better in my, all my years covering this team as I do right now about the direction of the franchise, but I'm going to hold true to something I've been saying for months and months as we've addressed every rumor and bit of information about Broncos ownership. It will always and ultimately come down to the play on the field. doesn't really matter so much about Rob Walton's $70 billion as it does Russell Wilson's right arm. That's the most important thing. And that's why it's so crucial. The Broncos had competent football people in, in the building. And I think Walton, if he's smart, and I think he understands this, will defer to those people, George Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, et cetera. Yeah. As long as we are sharing a brain on terms of what the ultimate objective is. And that's one thing like Pat Bowen winning anyone who is successful in any realm of life, you got to recognize and be aware of what your weaknesses or limitations are. And especially in any sort of a leadership um, you know, position, owner, president, GM, whatever, you got to hire, you got to build staff, find your helper bees around those weaknesses. And so that's okay. Like I can be the man that runs the ship. I can be the guy who owns this thing and not know as much about football as the guy I just hired because I hired that guy to complement or offset my own, um, you know, not shortcomings, but my own lack of knowledge in that field. Pat Bowen did that when Pat Bowen came in in 1984 through every move he made, including arguably the last great decision he made, which was kind of a twofer showing the door to Josh McDaniels so that he could usher in John Elway. And even though things soured for Elway in his post Super Bowl 50, those first five years that he was in the front office, I mean, they microwaved the success was unprecedented for the Broncos. I mean, I, I know they only won one Super Bowl because you can say, well, what do you mean unprecedented? They won two Super Bowls in two years, went to the playoffs four straight years and, and polished it off with two. Uh, but I'm saying, I'm telling you, those teams, as good as they were, and you won two world championships, you weren't like the shoe win guaranteed to win the division each year, except for 98 for the Broncos. Like that five years, including Tebow, and then, of course, the Peyton Manning year, 
were like microwaved the success was was zero to 60 and then boom zach it went away like that dude and so i don't know we'll see what they ultimately decide to do this kind of brings me back to does john elway need to be involved does peyton manning need to be involved frankly why would peyton manning now listen i'm not don't take this the wrong way i'm just asking the question zach why would peyton manning need to be involved when your gm is running things so nicely in George Payton. What's pa- what's Peyton Manning going to do? It's an investment, I'm thinking. Just like Elway passed on owning a part of the Broncos and paying a few million, it would have been worth $900 million he would have got from the sale of the team, worth $4.65 billion. So maybe that's uh, an investment thing for Peyton Manning. But, you know, when you were reading the press release from Rob Walton and Joe Ellis and the rest, I was thinking to myself, it's nice to hear those things, but what else are they going to say? I don't want to hear some corporate talk. I want to hear real feelings. And that came today from Garrett Bowles, who had a press conference after OTAs. And what he said uh, stuck out to me. I'm going to keep it short, his quote, because he gave a long uh, diatribe in terms of uh, what Joe Ellis told the team about the ownership. And he said about Rob Walton, he loves football. He wants to put his time into football. And he pretty much said it's... um, they're exciting times, and this is from Garrett Bowles himself. The Walton-Penner group are going to come in here and take what the Boland family has done and continue to run it, run with it and build it. And it's important that that standard remains in place. But on the other hand, it's also important not to ever compare Rob Walton to Pat Boland. Those are impossible shoes to fill. There's always ever going to be one Mr. B. Rob Walton is not him. He's his own man, worth his own money, making his own way in the world. But the central focus has to remain winning, doing whatever it takes on the field, off the field for sustained success. That's most important. And based on what Garrett Bowles said today, that is the objective. And that encourages me. Yes, absolutely. And it's good just to kind of check the temperature of the locker room because, you know, it's kind of like if you've ever worked for a company, uh, you know, it's like uh, Dunder Mifflin when when Michael finds out that the, the company's getting sold, you know, and then he spills the beans when he shouldn't have. You guys, office fans out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you've ever been in a scenario where you know you have a job and you've had that job for a while and it's paying your bills and then something completely outside of your control or even, frankly, the control of your your branch or whatever comes in and can leave you a little unsettled. You know, you don't know what the new owners are thinking. Are they going to split up the company and sell off the assets or is it going to be business as usual? It can be a little bit unsettling for people. And I don't think, Zach, it's really all that different for NFL players who, you know, they feel like they kind of have their footing. And then all of a sudden, hey, there's a new honcho. And where do I fit into that? And so on one hand, you have a, I think you can view him as a cornerstone guy. The Broncos paid him, Garrett Bowles. You expect him to say something positive about the Walton uh, group, the Walton Penner group coming in. But Garrett Bowles, he's just not a guy, I don't think, Zach, for whatever reason, that uh, has it in him to for subterfuge. You know what I mean? Like He'll just kind of tell you what he thinks. Um, he likes it. He's stoked on it. And when he was asked, what's the most impactful thing the Walton Penner family can do, the group, the ownership group, to provide players, he said, love. And then I like this because shout out to Andrew Mason. He said, well, what does that look like? Is it emotional? Is it material? How Love, it's exactly. And he said, it's emotional and material. I think you can do both. Look what the Rams did, building a new stadium and all those things. I'm not quite sure what their plans are, but I'm sure they have exciting plans. You can just tell by the message that Joel has shared on how excited Rob Walton is. So Garrett Bowles, so far, towing the company line, but I do think it's genuine. The difference is, yeah, that statement that you read came from the brain of some lawyer or other corporate suit. What Garrett Bowles said came from the heart. And I always want to hear things that come from the heart. And like you said, I don't think he has it in him to be that corporate um, drone that's going to say the talking points and the buzzwords. He's going to say how he feels. And we're both reading the transcriptions of his press conference, Chad. They're blocks of quotes. I mean, they're paragraphs. That's all from Garrett Bowles' heart. And that's encouraging hearing about the Walton Penner family and what they're bringing to the table he wants love and i think he'll get love in many ways but he loves everybody dearly you know garrett balls you name the you throw a name at him i love him dearly you know that's his thing uh but what about a guy like brandon mcmanus who might be and by the way michael dude 
Love you so much. You are the man. Appreciate that very generous super chat. You're you're just you're a prince, dude. Thank you, buddy. And yes, let's ride and go Broncos. Thank you, Zach. What about a guy like Brandon McManus who on one hand he play he's a specialist and you know he's not a snap in snap out guy. He comes in when it's his his number gets called, but he's also kind of more of a even though he's a kicker, he's actually a team leader. He's the team representative for the NFLPA, so he's kind of a leader. Much more of a polished speaker, much more of a tactical uh, politician when it comes to the microphone. His initial impressions of the sale of the Denver Broncos, I think it's worth kind of analyzing because it might actually give maybe a little bit more insight into how the players feel. Quote, this is his initial impression. I was fortunate to meet Mr. B before he battled a difficult disease that took him away from the community that he impacted. To me, it's been great to get some clarity. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Any business structure is great when you have someone in place to lead and follow and someone for our executives to lean on. With Rob and the Walton Penner Group coming in here, by the way, I'm surprised it wasn't Mr. Walton, it's Rob, like we're homeboys, right? Um I'm excited to have some direction. I know from their business standards, the accountability that they'll have at the top and they'll hold everyone to it to get us back to the winning ways that I've been hoping to get to. And then we can talk about Zach after uh, I want your thoughts on that, what he thinks uh, the, the ownership group can provide to the team. Well, we agree that I'm so glad there's clarity. I'm so tired of talking about it, hearing about it, all the rumors. I'm glad they're finally going forward with uh Rob Walton and $4.65 billion, which is, Chad, it should be noted, a not just an NFL record, but a record for any franchise in North American sports history. That's your Denver Broncos, $4.65 billion with a B. But you hit on it, I think the best way you could say about Brandon McManus, funny how a specialist is getting a press conference, though, which shows the, the allure of him, like politically, like you said, based on how he handles media and answers, a lot more talk uh, to talk corporately politically you know he says the right things he says the right talking points but he also said how he feels and it kind of echo garrett bowles that there's a lot of optimism with rob walt not just his money but his commitment to football and making not just the broncos but the denver community a better place by the way it is true and yes um phil espn reported i'll, I'll tell you exactly what they what they said the Walton Group has discussed an advisory role with Peyton Manning, according to, uh, well, ESPN. Manning has kept, this is now I'm quoting Troy Rank here of uh, CBS Denver. Manning has kept his eye on the franchise since retire, uh, retiring following Super Bowl 50. He lives in Denver, attends the games, and admits he cares about how the team does. Despite speculation, Manning was never officially connected to one of the final four bidding groups for the Broncos. Rob Walton, Greg Penner, and Kerry Penner reached an agreement on the deal, blah, 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 blah. For Manning, what would that look like? An advisory role would offer open-ended possibilities like a potential ownership stake in the future could make sense. He currently lives a full life of coaching his children in sports, traveling, performing, speaking engagements, and hosting the Manning cast on ESPN. He also owns Omaha Productions, which Thursday entered into a multi-year partnership with Caesars Entertainment that will feature an audio network and a new digital series. So it could happen, but what would an advisory role look like? You've seen some of those behind the Broncos scenes, Zach, where you get to see the war room during the draft and whatnot. Who's kind of off on the periphery chilling? John Elway at a laptop looking at the same screen everybody else is. He's been a consultant since the season ended because his contract uh, was done. And so he's kind of just been kept on by Joe Ellis with the um, – you know, approval of George Payton as a consultant in the case of Peyton Manning. Is that what it be, uh, what it would be? Because I think John Elway, even as a consultant, Zach, over the last, let's say four or five months that leading up to the sale of this team, he might not be putting in the same number of hours, obviously that he was as the GM or that George Payton is now, but it's like, 
it's a tether to the building. Like he goes to the building every single day. I mean, I heard that Peyton Manning or Omaha Productions is coming out with a game show. And that being the case, you have to wonder what is the motive for that? And it's got to be to expand the brand and make money. And uh, Peyton Manning knows if he's tied in now, probably at a better rate than he'll get in five years when the team is winning again, it's going to make him a lot of money. So he almost strikes me as like the NFL's version of Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, whatever name he's going by nowadays. He started off in one field, but now he's making clothes and alcohol and all these different things. I think that's what Peyton Manning wants to be, not just a former football player, but an entrepreneur, a businessman. And what better way to do that than own a freaking NFL franchise? Well said. Um, Sheldon, we're sharing a brain over here. He's, appreciate you, Sheldon. It's good to see you. Connect with us on Twitter, by the way. That goes for all of you, but especially those of you who are kind enough to support what we're doing here with stars on Facebook, Super Chats on YouTube. We'd like to shout out every supporter after each show, tag you on Twitter, give you a little flex, and show our appreciation. A little uh, public display of appreciation. Uh, Sheldon says, new owner, new staff, uh, new coaching staff, new QB equals, may equal a Super Bowl. It'll be history. Go Broncos from South Carolina. Very cool, buddy. Um, we'll see. Stay tuned. Either go read Tom's article after this podcast is over at milehighhuddle.com or just make sure you you check out his, his stream tomorrow morning. Even if you're not live with him, make sure you check it out after the fact on demand because he'll explain to you some of the historical precedent behind that. Uh, Dave from Georgia. Great to see you, dude. Legendary MHH figure here, a Mount Rushmore superstar. He says, hey, guys. And Broncos country, my biggest priority for our new owner is a return to winning football. I'm tired of coming up short against the sh- the, the chefs, the chiefs. I want to own this division again. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, buddy. We feel you. We're right there with you. And I think irregardless, Zach, of – I actually had someone tell me, by the way, for what it's worth, quick aside, irregardless shouldn't be used in your vernacular because it's, it's – um, what do you call it? redundant regardless serves as the what you would use anyway um we're all tired of it but i think even without this ownership change the broncos were moving in the right direction the the arrival of george payton subsequent then here comes nathaniel hackett and then the missing piece there russ this is a team that's a force to be reckoned with now but whether it was Rob Walton owning the Broncos or freaking Kanye West or Antonio Brown, it was always going to come down to the product on the field, the play of the players on the field, specifically Russell Wilson. So that's the most important thing. If Rob Walton's influence helps keep Russell Wilson around on his next contract, that will be serving his job well as the Broncos owner. But it's going to come down to what Nathaniel Hackett, George Payton, and Russell Wilson do on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays this fall. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Gary Leeds Palmer, GLP. Appreciate you, bro. He says, what a difference a year makes. Go Broncos and let's ride. Zach and I were just discussing this uh, between us earlier today. The the tropes and the storylines we were talking about in June of 2021 compared to what we're talking about now. If you guys can cast your memory back exactly one year, what were we? what was really consuming our conversation? Well, it wasn't so much Drew Locke and Teddy, although they were part of it, sure. It was the speculation on Aaron Rodgers. It's crazy how much content and conversations, Zach, we spun around that because that's the only thing we had to latch on to. We kind of knew in our heart of hearts what lay ahead with a Teddy-Drew ticket, unless you end up being that exception to the rule. And obviously the Broncos, they weren't the exception. They were the rule. Two middle-of-the-road quarterbacks, you get middle-of-the-road results. Mark Schrader, dude, thank you for the stars, bro. Thank you so much, my friend. But what a what a difference indeed, Zach, that a, a year can make. I mean, it's crazy how when you have a franchise quarterback, everything else seems to fall in place magically, doesn't it, Chad? Seamlessly, organically, perfectly. And in contrast to that, you have Pete Carroll saying today that Geno Smith is still ahead in Seattle's quarterback competition, uh, but that Locke is going to catch up with familiarity during training camp that quarterback battle. Thank God that is no longer the Broncos. Thank God we are no longer talking about that. Instead, we're talking about the richest owner in the NFL and Russell freaking Wilson as the Broncos quarterback. It's a new day. A new day. That's right. Uh, As you guys know, 
We're doing something different, a little bit fun for June, July, and August. We're taking the top five finishers cumulatively on YouTube, Facebook in each of those months. Their names are going to go into a hat. We're going to draw one from Facebook, one from YouTube. The winners, we're going to roll out the red carpet for the meet and greet week three Broncos versus Niners for the MHH meet and greet at the stadium. All you've got to do if you end up winning is get yourself there. We're going to provide hotel. We're going to provide a ticket to the game. You're going to hang out with us, spend time with us in person. It's going to be a gas. And the first month of that competition is June. And right now on YouTube, DWI guys climb back to number one. Pobby has leapfrogged to number two. The Duchess still maintaining her stranglehold in the top five at number three. Michael Ronquillo as well at four. And then some additional movement. Mark from Georgia, the God King, has made a few leaps and bounds. And then Sam Bam rounds out the actual top five. So it goes DWI guys, Pobby, Michaela, Michael, and Sam Bam. And then just a few of the names outside from Dale, uh, D. Porter, Dave from Georgia, Ed Keating, Fonz, Naj, etc. So there's a, an update for you on that front. But Zach, I want to segue, um, and we'll do an update on Facebook here in just a moment. I want to segue back to one other thing that Brandon McManus had to say about what he would want the Walton Penner family uh, the ownership group to provide the team quote me playing such a black and white position as a kicker. I have to be accountable for my results. I think that's one thing. It's always good to hear somebody speak a certain way and defend and believe in that, whatever it is, whether it's certain beliefs that they have, just stick to it. A lot of these guys have grown up in a bunch of different neighborhoods. They can read BS. They know who's speaking truth and who's not. It's a good thing to have a, great niche uh, in the locker room and also a business and winning football team. These guys will play as hard as possible for you. Just give the, uh, just get them to have that trust level with you. It's a partnership. Obviously they're writing our checks, but the closer you see us working together, you'll have a better success, uh, successful team. Close quote. How would you interpret that? How would you boil that down to the cliff notes version of what he's really trying to say? NFLPA rep makes NFLPA-like statement. I mean, he's protecting the players and taking their side. But listen, Brandon, trust goes two ways. The players have to show that they can get back on the winning track. They're going to go all out, and they're going to take to the field and perform their duties because there were times last season, there's been times during McManus's reign with the team, SB50 aside, that the players did not hold up their end of the bargain. So it's going to help that Rob Walton's coming along and they finally have clarity and some uh, – comfortability at the very top, but it works both ways. And the players on the field have to live up to their uh, end of the bargain. He was asked on whether the players around the NFL uh, talk about their respective ownership situations. Like how much is that even part of the zeitgeist quote a lot, me being a rep, the NFL union uh, NFL PA union rep for Denver for six years. I'm on the executive committee now. I've had a lot of conversations with people dealing with owners. I wasn't at the 2011 CBA negotiations, but I was at the 2020 negotiations. Players were traveling with owners to meetings who are on the executive committee. We were trying to see how you can mix the differences to get a solution. I'm super excited to have the Walton Penner group here after just hearing about them. Personally, I've dealt with Walmart with my foundation in Denver, and they've done a tremendous job with me and helping me out. I know that they spend a lot here in Denver, in the Denver community, hundreds of millions of dollars. We were one of those foundations that they helped out. So anyway, back to last thing here, what he said, though, about being on the executive committee and how much that might play a role in uh, how much you care about who the owner is. Zach, I have a question for you. How much do you think that he's now six-year NFLPA rep for the Broncos on the executive committee now? How much does that factor into keep or cut like if he's not playing well how much do you think a gm or a coach cares about well he's our our player rep and he's on the executive committee well didn't jc treader get cut from the browns or he was uh, not re-signed he was a didn't he go elsewhere this offseason so i feel like if the nflpa player head can get 
uh, you know, moved or he's in danger, he's not solidified, then, then Brandon McManus is as well. But ultimately, again, like I said before, it comes down to what he does on the field. I don't really care about his views on uh, ownership or the NFLPA. I care about McManus making field goals and extra points and helping the Broncos win, doing his job. That's all that really matters, the play on the field. Everything else is secondary. Patrick Sertan, on his initial impressions of the sale of the team, he says, I think it's a great um, it's great momentum going forward for our organization. I'm very excited. What he would like to see from the Walton Penner ownership group, he's a young kid. I really don't know, he said. With, what, with that transition of ownership, we're just going to take it day by day. Obviously, it's great. It's a great advantage for us moving forward. It's a great gift for the organization. Dude, Patrick Sertan doesn't know yet. Like he's still a kid. Like he's still live figuring out how to, you know, be a veteran in the league and all that stuff. You ask him that question five years from now, and he'll have a completely different, probably much more, um, I don't know, nuanced take on it. But he's just kind of going with the flow. Yeah, great for the organization. What else is there to say, though? I mean, everyone really knows at this point that Rob Walton has a lot of money. It's going to be him and a small ownership group leading the Broncos. But beyond that, no one knows much, if anything, about Rob Walton, the Broncos owner. It hasn't even been, uh, you know, 24 hours since the ink is dry on the agreement. So I, I see where Pat Sertan's coming from. There's only so much we can keep saying about Rob Walton until he either speaks himself at a formal press conference or the Broncos start taking the field under his, uh, his ownership and leadership. Yes, indeed. And Mark, I am going to provide, by the way, Michaela. a update on Facebook here in just a few moments, but we got a Michaela bomb from the top rope nuked from orbit. Here she is second super chat of the night. Generous as all get out. She <laughs> says, I am ecstatic. We finally have an owner. Now that item is put to rest. Let's ride. Michaela, thank you so much, my friend. And it really is a relief. But are you relieved in the sense that it's over, Zach? Or are you relieved in the sense that, okay, it's over and it seems like the right people just bought this team that everyone cares so much about in this room right now? Sorry to cut you off, but no, no. You know, there was a time, listen, 2019, the quarterback was Joe Flacco. The head coach was Vic Fangio. The GM was a, you know, an over-the-hill uh, John Elway and there was no owner you know flash forward to now when you have Rob Walton at the top and George Payton as GM Nathaniel Hackett as head coach and Russell Wilson as quarterback I am so encouraged by top to bottom the hierarchy in Dove Valley in the Broncos facility and I'm so excited to see what they can do on the field come September can't wait and Michaela seriously thank you so much we love you you know that um but Here's the rankings real quick, guys, for uh, Facebook. This is for the month of June. Mark Schrader, you're number one, big dog, right now. GLP at number two. Jacob, the silent one, Foster at three. Lawrence Rivera at four. And it kind of cuts off the graphic there. Number five, Phil McLaughlin. Now, a few of the names that are currently outside the top five on Facebook include David Wilder, Andrew Baker, Chris Hernandez, Pete Middleton, Travis Weber, Miguel Santistevan, to name a few. So there's your uh, official update on Facebook as well. Um, but I'm relieved. Yes, it's over. You and I have never had, uh, you know, talking ownership and stuff has never kind of turned our crank. But I really do feel like, I mean, what's one of the most successful corporations in the history of humanity? Walmart. Do you want someone who owns your team with that kind of um, acumen, that kind of wherewithal, that kind of – when it comes to competing and winning, I mean, you talk about an open market and capitalism and whatnot, only the strong survive. Well, I think the Walton family proved that they know how in a Darwinian kind of way, they, they, they're going to be the ones on top of the hill. And it, in, the, in the game of capitalism – that comes at the expense of other people when you win, just like on the field. If Walmart wins, that means a mom and pop store probably lost. And maybe in that town that they opened up a new store or whatever, either they're not doing as well, or in some cases they had to close doors or whatever. Any level of competition, there's a winner, there's a loser. And what I'm getting at here is Walmart and the Waltons and the Penners, they understand that principle 
that it doesn't matter how hard you tried. This is a results-based business. Did you win? Were you number one? Did you come out on top? And I think to me, that's the most encouraging thing. Now it'll come out in the wash over time. We'll get to know these people a little bit better and kind of be able to gauge their individual quirks and qualities and, you know, content of their character a little bit, but on the surface, that's all we really have to go on. And to me, that's exciting. There's two misleading narratives out there about Rob Walton is the fact that because he was tied to Walmart, because he's a Walmart heir, he's going to be cheap. Well, again, he sold his Walmart stock. So he's just Rob Walton, the businessman now, a very wealthy one at that. And then he's going to be cheap with the Broncos because the family, the Walton family is cheap. Well, you can't spend $4.65 billion and still be called cheap. It just can't happen. So he wants to run the Broncos as his own separate entity. But my motive is how committed to football is he? How vested into football is he? Is this a portfolio thing for Rob Walton or is he going to get involved boots on the ground in the Denver community and make it a better place, make it a better football team. That's what will come to be known. But ultimately Chad, whether he worked at Walmart or not, or not worked for, but you know, owned has no bearing on whether Russell Wilson throws a touchdown pass on the field. It was always going to come down to that one barometer and one barometer only having his money helps for sure, but it's about the football players. If you gauge the, you know, worthiness of the Walton family based on the potato chips are cheaper at Walmart than they are at, you know, Kroger, you're missing the boat. You gotta, you gotta see through multiple levels of analysis. His father granted, you know, was the brainchild Sam Walton behind Walmart, but they changed the retail grocery game completely 100%. Now, do you, do you want that kind of an innovative uh, bloodline winning bloodline? That's what I'm getting at here is these people, you know, they're wealthy. They're that upper as high a class as you can possibly get. And I'm not really trying to speak to any first world type things here. What I'm saying is in their DNA, in their bones, what, what is, what matters most? What have they proven? They've proven that they know how to win in the, in the arena of business. Hopefully that does that guarantee that they, it trickles down and they win to the Broncos. Cause there's multiple owners in the NFL who had success in their respective business. I mean, Jimmy Haslam and, you know, you could look at uh, Daniel Snyder in Washington and you can look at Shad Khan in Jacksonville. And, you know, they made millions, billions in many cases uh, in their respective businesses. Hasn't translated to the field. But I think at least, Zach, that has to be a start. How many of those people, though, in their respective business where they made all those billions that allowed them to go out and buy a team were true trailblazers, innovators, number one in the realm? I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. It's kind of a rhetorical question, but at least we know for a fact the Waltons are and were. You know, you say something all the time that I agree with, and it, it's it's applicable in multiple facets of life. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So it's nice that Rob Walton is worth so much. He's he, he's so liquid, Chad. That's what's so important here. You need a new stadium, sweet, because it got burned down in a fire. Sure, Russell Wilson needs $250 million. Sure, here you go. I found it under my couch cushion. That is a good problem to have. So it can only benefit them from that point of view financially. But, you know, Garrett Bowles talked about the love. He wants the emotional love, the mental love. He wants to be wined and dined, taken out to dinner before the nightcap happens, Chad. Well, I want to see Rob Walton's football motive here. I want to see how committed to the game of football Rob Walton is beyond just spending money to acquire a football team. And we will only know that in due time, which is why I understand why PS2 said what he said. What else could you say? By the way, shout out PJ Rivas. We do appreciate that super chat, buddy. Uh, Ron Dub, and thank you for saying hi and showing some, some support there. We got Ron Dub, another one of our great super chat superstars, OG, in the house with us. He says, hey, guys. Outside of Russ and Pookie, who has the potential to be the offensive player of the year? How many takeaways will the team have? Who will benefit most on the O-line mm. from uh, Barry's blocking scheme? Butch Barry, the new O-line coach. Zach, where do you want to start? And by the way, we're buttoned up close against our hour, so we got a little bit of time. But For offensive player of the year beyond uh, Russ and uh, Pookie Williams, I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. Because he's going to probably lead the Broncos in either receptions or touchdowns or both 
the biggest beneficiary of Russell Wilson's right arm. So I'm going sudden or, you know, God forbid he gets injured or someone else steps up. Any of those big receivers, Jerry, Judy, maybe, or uh, Tim Patrick, but I'm, I have my money on number 14 takeaways. I can't put an exact number on what they'll have. I mean, I don't really don't want to delve into that specifically, but I'm going to say they're going to have way more than they had last year under Vic Fangio. And they'll probably be top five in the NFL, considering that's the scheme. That's the mindset Ejiro Evero wants to have on defense. You got Simmons, one of the best safeties in football. You have PS2, uh, one of the best up-and-coming cornerbacks in football. I think a future All-Pro. And they're going to have a very fierce pass rush to get after the quarterback. You put those things together, I think they'll be top 10, maybe top five. Benefit on the offensive line from Barry's scheme. It's a dark horse, but I'm going to say, kill me if you want, guys, Lloyd Cushenberry, if he hangs on to the Broncos starting uh, center job because of his athleticism, he can run. Nathaniel Hackett talked about it himself. I think that fits him a lot better than what Mike Munchak was employing last year. So those are my three answers. For what it's worth, the Denver Broncos ranked last year. You ready for this? 21st in takeaways with 19. I'm going to say... With a, a veritable genius calling the shots. I'm going to say they're going to have more of a pass rush this year. Cause to me, that's the real barometer of the takeaways. Are you affecting the quarterback before he throws the ball? If you are, the takeaways will come. If you're not, it's going to be slim pickings. I'm going to say they're better, but not like leaps and bounds better in takeaways. Although I guess, you know what, now that as I, as I think this out loud, I'm speaking here. One factor we got to take into consideration is the fact that you're going to get Russell Wilson putting his, his boot on people's throats early, you know, getting scoring is not going to be a problem. Are you going to go score a touchdown on every drive? Obviously that's not going to happen, but you're going to see this Russ led Broncos squads that get out to some early leads. What does that do? That just puts pressure on the other team to try and pass and strike. And so then that feeds back into the idea of pressure and takeaway. So I do think they're going to be better. Leaps and bounds, time will tell, but I think they finish somewhere in the top 15 this year uh, for what it's worth. Mike, love you, dude. Seriously, thank you a, so much, bro. A ronky bomb. A ronk bomb. A ronk bomb. Thank you, you so much, You just ronked Michael. us out, dude. That's, that's amazing, man. Ronk in my world, Michael. Thank you so much. So much for that generosity. He says, great show tonight, uh, Chad and Zach, on the Mile High Huddle. Let's ride and go Broncos. Michael, I, we thank you every night. We retweet you because you uh, shout us out and support us. Thank you so much for all you do, man. Seriously. Legendary figure. We'd love to see you at the meet and greet, whether you end up being the person who wins on YouTube or not. I hope you're able to make it to the meet and greet because it's going to be a, it's going to be a day. It's going to be fun. And it's, I'll just speak it for myself here. It is so rewarding to be able to meet in person, the people that listen to the con. And there's a lot of people, Zach, if, um, I'm sure you remember that came to our meet and greet who we didn't know. And they right. tell us I listen every day, every single day, but they're Even not throwing. That happened. Yes, yes, and you know I'm. We're, I don't throw down supers or I don't throw down stars or whatever, but I listen religiously every day. Heard you're having the meet and greet. Here I am, and that to us, whether it's a great superstar like Mike, Michaela, Naj, or someone that to us currently is nameless, but we get to meet in the flesh, it is just rewarding to get to meet people who appreciate what we do, and we all share the same. Uh, passion for the subject that brings us all together uh, each and every night here, which is the Denver Broncos and football and the draft and all that stuff. So I hope we do get a chance to meet you in the flesh, Mike, because uh, it would be something we would definitely um, look forward to, buddy. Speaking of in the flesh, I think I saw Michael uh, say he met Rob Walton when he worked at uh, Walmart a few years ago. So let us know, Michael. How give us the inside. Great. Yeah, give us the 411. Appreciate You're you. our inside man. Uh, Dale says, I just want to say now, thank you so very much, Broncos country. The conversations and environment are comforting, and I am look for I am looking forward to many years. Great to hear. Yep. You got a support group, a support base, my friend. That's all of us. And uh, so you definitely reach out. As Michaela says, we love you. Exactly. Dale, uh, reach out if there's anything. Speaking for us, myself and Zach, if there's anything we can do to help out, let us know. Okay. But, uh, Zach, I think we kind of covered all the nooks and crannies tonight we wanted to get to. If you want to sign us off, I'll get all the shout-outs ready. Yes, sir, guys. Have a great rest of your week and a great start to your weekend. We are off until Sunday night.
Same time, same place, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Until that time, follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can follow the main account for all your Rob Walton Penner family news at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some dope freaking merch, you guys know what it is, where it is, huddleuppod.com, all new store, all new merch. Check it out if you so choose. And also facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Like that page and follow that page. Guys, if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-save five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month but as you see ticking below you please do these three things subscribe like and share this video and every video you see on the mhh channel it really really helps us grow and reach more broncos fans just like you and there are thousands millions maybe just like you wandering the desert as fans completely oblivious to this community waiting to embrace them so little things like that really does help us reach those people a shout-out to Mark Schrader on top tonight. Very generous, bro. Appreciate that. Number one still in the rankings. Phil McLaughlin, Gary Leeds Palmer, Albert Day, and Lawrence Rivera throwing down on Facebook. And then our YouTube Super Chat superstars, Jeff Noyce jumping in early, the Duchess, Casey Nichols, Sam Bam, Naj, Michael Ronquillo, Sheldon, Dave from Georgia, PJ, Ron Dub. Much love and respect to each and every one of you and anyone within the sound of my voice right now. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you. And we'll, we'll see you on Sunday. Have a great weekend. Take care guys. And as always go Broncos. You've been listening to the huddle up podcast. Join Broncos country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7, with supplies and solutions for every industry, and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.